Hey y'all, this is Ryan Swanger, and you're listening to episode 126 of True Decides. was perfect what's going on everyone and welcome to true to size we are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers i will be your host today my name is lawrence hopkins and i'm joined by the rest of the quarantine at canada got soul mr joel hernandez howdy doody <laughs> and mr alvin martinez what it do Oh, that's a different kind that's a different part of texas and <laughs> are you guys ready yeah, yeah, yeah. Giddy up and yeehaw. This week's guest is coming live from the deep south. So you know we're going to hear several y'alls come out of his mouth. More new balances than your grandfather, but more swag than your favorite rapper. With a house decorated crispier than a white tee fresh out the wrapper. His outfits be hidden and his photos are all bangers. Everybody say howdy to our homie Ryan Swanger. <laughs> nice. Appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Of course, man. Thanks for being yeah, here. Bro. It's a long time coming. Um, obviously, yeah. it, we mm-hmm. we tried last year, but there was a hurricane. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so screw that. Uh, but happy to have you here. Happy to see that you're breathing fine. You don't have a cough or a light fever. Um, we know <laughs> we know that the conditions are not the best where you're from. Uh, so thank goodness you're okay. Hold held up in your home for all the listeners. Would you please give them a a rundown of where you're from? If the intro didn't say it enough. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm originally from West Texas, a small town in West Texas. So real country. And I live in Dallas now. And I've been a few other places, but basically I've been in Dallas for most of my adult life. The the fact that there's real country in in Texas scares me. Like, there's, like the fact that you had to put real in front of it is like, oh gosh. Like I don't know if half of this podcast could drive through there. This will tell you guys how real country, the difference between real country and Dallas, which most people imagine has horses running around in it and stuff. When um, I started dating a girl in high school that lived in Dallas, and so I drove in to take her on a date. And her friends, as I was talking, they're like, you have to slow down or do something. We don't even understand what you're saying. So my <laughs> accent was so bad. They had no idea. How and that was a doubt. So, yeah, I'm from, I'm from much more uh, of, of the country than, than here. But it, my accent's evolved. as I, I was going to say, so you've been visiting a speech coach for 30 <laughs> years trying to adjust <laughs> what your parents taught you. <laughs> love it i hope this is a a theme i don't i hope we don't understand you for the rest of the podcast but anyways we've got an we've got an awesome show this week uh for what seems like the hundred hundredth week in a row a shoe has sold at an outrageous price at an auction we also have a new record for longest ever eee to read out plus a bunch of other messages about our first ever international guest from last week. Sorry, Ryan, you were so close to being the first ever international guest. Um, (laughs) First the worst, second the best. That's what they say. (laughs) Then, because we have Ryan here, our first American guest, we've got lots of questions to ask about the sneaker game in the US of A. But before that, we need to play our favorite game, 21 Guestions. And before that, Alvin! (sighs) 
fire round. Yes, the fire round. We like to start every show with a quick hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from Mark Vincer. I hope I'm saying that right. From the UK, mate. He says, Mark. Mark. Mark Vincer. Vincer. Speaking of accents, Ryan, would you rather have your accent or a British accent? <laughs> I would pick the British all day long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's I'm a shame. Swang, swanger. <laughs> swanger. Ryan Swanger. Swanger. It goes from like swanger. cowboy to James Bond so fast. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. So. so so Mock's question is, just like the Sean Watherspoon just like Sean Watherspoon did on the ninety seven one, if you could put two shoes together, what would they be and why? Ooh. So I'm gonna go first so you guys have a little bit of time to think about it. I've had a little bit longer. Ooh. Uh my answer is gonna be the dunk and the Jordan one. No, I'm just kidding. That would be stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I would do a dunk, and I know they've done a lot of outrageous stuff with the dunk. They've done like the free outsole, I think the 5.0 free outsole. They've done some crazy things, but I think it would be really cool to do like a 97 sole on a dunk. Um, I mean, it would be outrageous, obviously, but that's the idea we're going for here. I always like the 97 sole because it's a little bit more sleek than the other air bubbles. It rides a little bit lower, just like a Nike dunk low. I see Ryan like looking at his stacks. I think to the side, like like what do I want to what do I want to combine here? Um, but yeah, I think that the silhouettes may uh, take to each other well. I might even have to hit up Kanatsky and see if he can uh, do that for me, because I think that a dunk upper with a 97 outsole bubble might look kind of cool. So I'm gonna go with that. Oh yeah, uh, Alvin, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna totally mess up the whole game and go. Ooh. I'm gonna do a New Balance 998 on a Nike Air Max One <gasps> midsole. That Whoa. would fit really well. Yeah, yeah, I mean they just very very similar silhouettes, but I just feel like with my weight, the Air Max One midsole would uh, hold up more and not wrinkle as much as a 998 midsole oh. would. Or usually does on my uh, under me anyway, um, mm. but yeah, I've seen some crazy combos like customizers doing like a Yeezy on a, like an Air Max and stuff like that. It looks dope, right? Like if you cross the brands, it would look pretty crazy. Even though the brands would not like it, I think it would look crazy. Mm. You just mentioned something and it reminded me of something, and I'm gonna take all the credit now for Sean Weatherspoon's collaboration, basically. Um, Years ago, like maybe five, six years ago, I hit up a friend of the show, Jay the Ripper, back when he was more active. Mm, Actually, I think he's kind of resurfaced a little bit, but he does crazy like cut and sew and reconstruction and stuff. I hit him up with an idea and I was going to call it a because I was that's right after I got the what the dunk. I wanted to do a what the icon and I wanted to send him like a Converse Chuck Taylor, a Superstar, an Air Force, like a bunch of like iconic sneakers from different brands and have him mash those together. Like I wanted to put like a Superstar on top of like a Chuck Taylor outsole or something. Ooh, I forgot about that. That looked good, man. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, I forgot I was even going to do that. Wow. I'm taking all the credit now for this whole wave we're seeing. No, no stress, though. <laughs> I don't want to make it a thing. Um, <laughs> Joel, what about you? What would you do? Um, I would... I would probably do something wild, like like a 4D, 4D midsole, oh. like an Adidas 4D midsole, and like, I don't know, maybe like a, a flyknit upper kind of thing. Damn. Because I think that would probably gel much better than, than any other kind of thing, but that would look pretty dope. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That would be the most light running shoe ever created, probably. Yeah, like a racer. <laughs> For real. Literally, yeah. 
Um, all right, Ryan, you've been studying your shoe wall. It looks like off to the right hand side of yeah. you. Uh, what have you come up with? So the one that's most interesting to me is like one of the Salomon trail shoes with a Hoka. So that really thick uh, Hoka One One midsole. So you've got like trail vibes, but like massive kush uh, with that. Nobody else is coming up with that. (laughs) Massive kush. I wish I knew what any of those words meant. (laughs) Is this your accent coming through? Like, I don't know what you're even saying. (laughs) Did you say Air Max? (laughs) I was thinking of like a super kush trail too. Like I've been doing a lot of gorp vibes lately and I thought that would kind of be cool. So... Everybody else is like ready for the next segment, but I thought that was good. <laughs> Everyone look up Hoka Trail Shoes while you're listening Hoka to this. Hoka Trail Hoka Shoes and Solomon. Yep. Yes. I thought yep. they only made Ooh, skis, Solomon. but uh, apparently they also make uh, they shoes. Got great trail shoes. Yeah. Salmon. Salmon Trail Shoes. Cool. If you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answer it on the pod, please shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at canadagotsoul at gmail.com. Thank you for the question, Mark Vincer. Next up, the CGS picks. Each week, we all pick an upcoming sneaker to analyze, dissect, and give our thoughts on. Then we decide if it's poop, scoop, whoop-de-whoop, or Alvin's trademark phrase, super cute. And once again, we're going to go in order of age of our children. Meaning I will go first once again. Wow. <laughs> this has to be some sort of record. My pick this week is, uh, it's pretty cool. It's the Kobe 5 Protro Eyeball Edition, EYBL. So EYBL is Nike's elite youth basketball league that's been around for, seems like forever. It's been around for a long time. And every year they do a bunch of like cool sneaker collaborations for this league. And there's always that one big one um, that hits it like right on the head and this year it's definitely the kobe five so it features like a whole upper dressed in the like camo dark pine green almost with yellow lining and then like a pink like hot punch hit on the heel and then bronze around the swoosh on the medial side and then you've got like the medallion on the tongue that says eybl just overall like a really clean shoe even if this wasn't a collab or a special release i think this would be a really solid shoe and then you add the fact that it's special and i think it's the first kobe to release um since february since everything happened so i mean put all that together and no one in this chat is going to get these no one in the world is going to know anyone who gets them because they're going to be so sought after but uh, a really cool shoe no official release yet i'm not even sure if the eybl stuff actually technically releases to the public i feel like it just kind of leaks out uh, through the camps and through the people who get them for free when they go to to the league but uh we'll see there's no official release yet but these are definitely uh we'll call it a cute because i know i won't be able to get it and i don't want to get myself too excited but yeah really cool shoe overall uh joel what do you got uh me i got the nike hcg zoom ao ao Ayo! So it's it's considered like the ultimate <laughs> ultimate summer hiker to go with the Solomon Solomon hookahs that you got over there. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, the upper is 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 a predominantly black black upper. It's got like a sort of like a tie string kind of thing where you have to like adjust it and it tightens it up like it sucks in your shoe your foot into the shoe kind of thing. Um, it's got like the the typical ACG colors, uh, the purple with the red hits, uh, mixed with orange. 
Um, and and the outsole, it's it's sort of like all rubbery kind of thing where you can like walk in creeks and like you know like you can walk comfortably in creeks and it'll drain out really quick. You could climb walls and stuff like that. <laughs> it's it's in like a sandy brown kind of thing. But these are pretty dope, man. It's a really cool looking shoe. Um, from what Sneaker News says, it's like a mix of Kukini, the Kukinis from like 2003, and the SFB Jungle Boots, like mixed together. So, so it's got like a, a, a overall like rugged look, like typical ACG. But yeah, man, these are super cool, super cute. Um, I doubt I'll be going after them because I can't climb walls. But uh, a lot of details too, man. A lot of details too. Like on the bottom, like if I could zoom in. It's got like hold on, let me just tilt my phone. It says <laughs> ACG means all conditions gear, and all conditions gear means all conditions. Oh, I like that. A- ACG is designed and tested in Oregon, USA, manufactured to the exact specifications of championship athletes throughout the world for outdoor use. The name and swoosh, stripe, and ACG triangle are your guarantee of quality made on earth. It says all that on the bottom of the shoe? On the bottom of the shoe, just like, you know, like the Jordan 10. There's an essay on the bottom of the shoe? For real, man. Like, yeah, like, seriously. But, yeah, man, like, a lot of detail went into the shoe. Like, even, like, that same all conditions gears, like, on the insole as well. Oh, damn. So... But yeah, man. Yeah, it's definitely a, a unique shoe for sure. Do you like that lacing system, like the the pull string lacing system? Well, like if you're gonna be using it for what it's it's meant for, be like that's yeah. probably like you know your best bang right there. Pro tip so, on that, by yeah, the way, and since I'm the Solomon guy, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll point this out for you guys. If they have yeah. those pull strings, there's usually like a, a lace garage. Put uh-huh. the laces in the lace garage. Don't be one of those creeps that has it flopping around. Look for your lace garage. So there you go. Okay. Two, two things I need to unpack from that statement from you. <laughs> I've never, ever in my life, I'm 27 years old, heard the term lace garage. That's the first thing. Well, And it's crazy that I yeah. knew exactly what you meant, too, which is weird. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. Secondly, the fact that you said people who don't use the lace garage are creeps means you're really into Solomon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just a little sorry. Welcome to the <laughs> guys. Is it too late to get someone else on the pod this week, or are we just like committed? <laughs> I think we're in too deep. We're already 15 minutes in. I think it's too late to turn back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Alvin, what do you got? Uh, I got the Nice Kicks X Reebok Questions, aka the um, they call it the Bubba Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this the colorway itself is pretty dope. Uh, the colorway was designed by our good friend uh, Frank Cook. Yep. Who used to be with one of our other good friends, Jordan Brand. He's on the show next um, week. Oh. I mean, if we got Swanger, obviously we can get Frank Cook. Exactly, Let's right? Get it. <laughs> Easy, bro. Um, Easy. But yeah, man, the colorway is inspired from uh, Alan Iverson's favorite pastime, which wasn't, you know, just chilling and, you know, watching TV. He likes to go fishing. Um, so I feel like that's why there's a lot of, like, the Moabby colorway vibes to it. Um, it's dope, man. The midsole is like a, a forest green with speckles that are uh, 3M. And then, like the uh, the mudguard, I would say, is like a khaki 
ish or like a really off white, like whatever color. Oh, it's an got hints of purple. Collab? I wish. <laughs> then everyone's buying it. Um, then it's got some yellow, some teal, really dope color blocking, man. Like I'm a huge fan of the shoe. It's just I know it's gonna be hard because it's gonna be a nice kick slash like you'll have some some boutiques getting it, but. Yeah, it's dope, man. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm gonna say these are a super duper cute, just because I'm not trying to struggle to purchase these. But if they were easier mm. to purchase, they would be like a super duper whoopty whoop scoop thing. But yeah, super dope shoe, man. Like if you were walking through that OLED mall and you walked into Reebok and they were sitting there, you're like, that's it. That's a it for sold. you for sure, no matter what. Sold, bro. Sold. No, nah, I'd pay retail for these. <laughs> oh, even better. Just... Yeah, like if they were on Reebok.ca or .com. I I scoop these man. These are dope. I like I, you know me man. I love the Moabi type colorways, like the weird colorways and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And I know you're a question fan too. Yeah. You already know. Big fan of questions here. Uh, I got a question, Ryan. What's your pick? My pick is the um, Jound collaboration with New Balance on the nine nine two. There's two of them coming out. Uh, my pick is the green one, so it's like a mossy green with like a, a deeper green on the end and the cream laces. They haven't shown the full shoe to my knowledge, um, but that is uh, a shoe, probably my favorite uh, upcoming release for the year so far. Um, and uh, it is for me, because uh, 992s I love, um, I bought several of them, but so many of them, I don't know if you guys have followed, like the secondary market in a lot of these 992s is like, 750 to 1200 bucks which yeah on shoes wow like um the the joe fresh goods the um double taps are more than like pata air max ones dude like it's crazy bro crazy Crazy. so i haven't been able to get as many as i wanted but these i've kind of decided if they're under 500 ish um because you i don't ever get anything when it releases i think i would buy these (laughs) and just sell some other stuff to kind of help justify yeah But I love this shoe. So big scoop for me. Big scoop. Big scoop. It's crazy that you love the shoe so much and you've only seen like a a tenth of it, which is really impressive. Like, you know it's going to be. I'm a Jalen fanboy. So like all the different stuff they do. I've got hoodies and the APC jeans. I've got um, the Reebok collab they did last year. All their stuff Mm. is really clean and simple. I really like it. And so, yeah, this, this one. When I saw green, which is like my favorite sneaker color, in the cream laces, I'm pretty much sold. Yeah, the cream laces are crazy, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do love also that you picked a Canadian shop collab as your pick. It's very – shout out to Montreal real quick. We'll meet you in Montreal for the release. How about that? (laughs) Deal. (laughs) I'm sure there will be no lineup because that's really dangerous. But the only one crazy enough to do it would be an American. So we'll see you there. <laughs> well, uh, um, and we can come back to this, but just while you mentioned the lineup, did you guys see today the lineup for the Eric Emanuel shorts? No, in New York. Um, I guess they did, and I don't know all the details, but I saw people starting to show a video, and there were people just crammed in trying to get these. <laughs> oh so, my gosh, bro. you go! It's actually in New York too, in New York of all places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm not even sure what all they were releasing, but you just saw people. Oh, so. man. It doesn't matter what they're releasing. It could be a gold bar. Like, stay home. <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh. All right, good picks all around. Next up, this week in kicks. This is the part of the show where we, where we discuss 
the current headlines and happenings in the world of sneakers. I almost messed it up. Uh, first up, shoes keep selling for insane amounts at auction. So 2020 has kind of been the year of like stupid prices for auctioning shoes off. We obviously saw the half million mm-hmm. dollar uh, Jordan 1s earlier. We saw a ton of other stuff go down. And now Virgil's keeping the train rolling with a charity auction to benefit two different Black Lives Matter organizations in the UK. No confirmation if this is uh, due to the back last she received for donating a whopping $50 to the fund on uh, when it was all going down. But uh, he raised a little bit more with this. So the shoe up for grabs in question is none other than the unreleased sale off-white Jordan 4. And the winner gets to choose whatever size they want. So I guess if they weren't actually already confirmed to be coming out, which I'm sure they semi were already confirmed... They're definitely confirmed now if Virgil's just sitting on a full-size run that he can send out. But uh, the auction ended this week, and the winning bid was massive, especially for a shoe that's apparently coming out. $186,859.49 USD. Wow. So two things here. If this shoe's actually coming out, which is great. I mean, it's a charity donation. I mean, Virgil is signing the shoe for you and sending it off to you personally, which I'm sure means a lot to some people. Um, That's awesome. But for a shoe that's coming out, that seems like a little bit much. And secondly, the fact that it's $186,859.49 means the one guy who won was probably bidding against somebody, which to me is crazy. The fact that he added the $0.49 means he was trying to, like, just beat the other guy, which, like, (laughs) there was two people who were willing to pay this much? That's insane. (laughs) Like, it's a cool shoe. Like, maybe if you take off the last five digits and it's 186, I'm in, but, like... Holy smokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, good job to Virgil. I mean, he cha- he raised a lot of money for charity. So, I mean, we're not going to knock that. As much as we try to knock Virgil at any time we are able to, uh, good for him. Yeah. Next up, Kanye West has a massive new partnership. So this is kind of NSR, yeah. but I, I mean, it's kind of also sneaker related at the same time. So Kanye kind of just keeps winning constantly and constantly. And today he added several other things to an example of that on his resume. But specifically what we're going to talk about is his 10 year partnership that he announced with the gap to introduce yeah. a Yeezy gap line for men, women and children that promises to deliver elevated basics at an affordable price point. So, first of all, insane that it's 10 years. The Gap expects it to bring in $1 billion USD annually. Annually. So, I mean, that must mean it's going to be readily available. Whenever you walk into any fucking Gap anywhere in the world, you'll probably be able to find the Yeezy line wherever, front and center, if they want to make a billion dollars annually. Um, Kanye is also going to be receiving royalties and potential equity in the brand based off the performance. Following the news today, Gap stock prices rose 40% on the stock market. 40%. So that's crazy. The gap was obviously kind of just I don't know if they were dying like I didn't follow the gap very religiously. I'm not going to be one to say I did, but they yeah. seemed like they were just kind of maintaining their status quo uh for the most part. Oh, they were going down, Ryan, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean they they kind of peaked in the like late 90s um 
they, you know, even yeah. early 2000s, um, but they really had a precipitous kind of fall over the last couple of decades. So and I, there may be some stock blips, which is financial, but in terms of kind of relevance within retail, you know, I think that's been falling off. So this is a pretty big move for them. Yeah, I think that's an understatement. Yeah. And obviously, it's it's a cool collaboration, like always on the podcast. I don't remember who we got the term from. I think it was uh, Alexander Troy. That's his name, Air Max Man, right? Alexander yeah. Troy. He he told us the term raison d'etre, like reason to be. And as much as this seems like a little bit of a money grab by Gap, the backstory of Kanye working at the Gap in high school is yeah. it's kind of hard to beat and it's kind of cool like if it was just out of like out of the blue it would be kind of weird but it, th- with that backstory and several years ago him saying he wanted to be the Steve Jobs yeah. of the Gap which is a we- a very oddly specific thing to want but good for him uh like it all kind of came together for him which is really cool 10 years is a massive massive commitment um, and I'm going to be lining up at the Gap shit <laughs> all I got to say yeah. I mean, the, if they're trying to make one billion, I don't. Ho- I hope you wouldn't have to line up, though. That's true too. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I don't know if you you guys saw, but they, uh, the Gap had announced in January that they were doing a collaboration with Telfar. Um, yes. And so one of the Ooh. side controversies in this is they put that on hold because of the whole COVID situation, and I guess Telfar came out today and said they hadn't paid them yet um, for any of that Ooh. work. So. It's kind of a you know a bummer on that note for sure. I did see though that that Connie announced I believe that he's appointing a, a black female this line of their business, which is I'm super happy about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, um, especially around you know, putting empowering people to be in executive roles, which is yeah. something that still needs a yeah. lot of work. As being somebody that works <clears throat> in the business field, a lot of work needed there, and I'm super excited to see that. Especially overseeing a line that's hopefully going to take in a billion dollars a year. Like that's yeah. going to open not just doors, garage doors. We'll call it yeah, <laughs> sneaker man. garage doors. Lace garage, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just it's really cool. Like it's kind of give like it's what H&M t- tried to do with their uh, designer collabs before H&M. I mean, they haven't yep. been relevant for a little bit of time now, but they did like the ball main thing cause unique low like it's adding the consumer entry-level version of a really cool thing for and making it more accessible which is what kanye has been trying to do with his sneaker line for the past five years anyways so it's really on brand for him and it's hard to hate on it like as much as people try to pick poke holes in a lot of what kanye does like i think it's really really cool yeah i don't know if you guys are familiar but um with Uniqlo, they've been doing collabs with a lot of high fashion brands. So like La Mer and JW Anderson and some of them. And I buy a lot of that stuff and it's basically Uniqlo prices, but closer to the designer quality and the stuff's fantastic. And if, if Gap buys into that model where it's like um, more of Kanye's quality that they sell at the higher prices, but it's a volume play, I think that could be really great. I mean, oh, yeah. those collabs seem to sell out and do really well. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping they'll copy some aspects of that type of model. Absolutely. Like, I mean, as they called it, they said elevated basics. So even if it's just yeah. like, if there's a pink polo, that thing is gone for yeah. sure. <laughs> like, Come on. Yeah. Pink polo and a backpack. Boom. Sign me up. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I think that's really cool. I'm excited to see where that goes. It's supposedly has been in the works for a while. So early 2021 is when you can expect to see it start rolling out apparently even as soon as late 2020 which would be super exciting christmas would be booming if so 
Next up, Ooh. previously in kicks, this is the part of the show where we review our latest pickups and recap the latest happenings in our sneaker lives. Joel, I know no sneaker pickups, but you had something far larger than that this week. Oh, yeah, man. Today, I picked up a, a 2019 Acura ILX uh, Premium. Nice. So, But yeah, man, I was able to get it um, on the driveway right now. Can't wait to like you know mess around with it and stuff like that. <laughs> so, But yeah, man, it's cool. Super happy, super stoked. Never had anything like close to new, so this would probably be like, you know, like a icing on the cake kind of thing for me. Is Mare letting Sir? you ice it out? Is she letting you go crazy with it, or is that uh, still yet to be determined? For now, it, um, it's it's still yet to be still yet to be determined. For now, but yeah, <laughs> she's very... bought it though. She's bought it though. It's a I've very got, like, you know, I've got like response. two things I really want to do, but you know, uh, in in, in due time, dump it, bro. <laughs> you know it. Slam bro. that bitch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. The only thing she's gonna let you do is put a CGS Soul Leaf decal on it. That's probably as far as yeah. like, you go with it. For real, man. If, if that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, Alvin, anything to report this last week? It's been a it's been a while. We're used to doing the two two shows a week recently, yeah. so there's yeah, been less pickups. Yeah. Anything for you, Alvin? Uh, not yet. I'm waiting for stuff to come in, but it's oh, it's just chilling. Oh no, I lie, I lie, I lie. Um, <laughs> so for Father's Day, oh, yeah. uh, Sasha bought me a pair of um, Adidas Torsions from Soul Ooh. Stop. Nice. But their size 11 men's is weird, and it fits like a size nine and a half. Send them my so way. I, giving, I gave them to my dad because nice. you have enough shoes, and you don't <laughs> have any Adidas in your stack, so I think it would ruin your stack. Um, I thought about this. Trust me. Um, <laughs> So I went on, uh, I went on like a, a boxer brief uh, purchasing binge, just to refresh my boxer brief collection. And uh, who was it? Nordstrom mm. had a dope sale. They had some Calvin Klein boxer briefs for like twenty bucks for a three pack. Oh wow, that's really good. And they they also had those like you know that new brand Saks. Yeah. Oh, it's the nut. Yeah, yeah, bro. They yeah. I never knew why they were so yo. like important until I saw like a diagram of their nut huggers. Yo. And yo, I still gotta wash the pair that I got, but like, man, I'm excited <laughs> to try those out, bro. Like, yo, Mary got me. Know. Mary got me a pack of those. It's 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 like it's it's night and day, bro. Really? Okay, I'm gonna buy more. <laughs> I gotta look into that. They sell them at Sport Check, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah they, I need to yeah. try the S A X X, right? For anybody yeah, listening. Yeah. yeah. By the yeah. way, previously in Kicks this week has been brought to you by Saks. <laughs> Home of the Nut Hugger. <laughs> nut Hugger. <laughs> yeah, um, that's it, man. Nut Huggers. All day. That's it. So I don't have any pickups. I don't think I don't think I have any pickups to report, but I'm picking up something like huge tonight. Like, like if Chunky Dunkies is here, what I'm picking up tonight is like here, and you guys can't even see getting it. Mags, but it's like it's off, mags. It's off of the, the screen. No, it's not mags. You're getting mags, no, bro. I would it's the mags. That whole shelf in the back is gonna be gone, and it's just gonna be a box of mags. <laughs> I love you guys the most, but if there were mags waiting for me anywhere, I would call you guys up and be like, honestly, I'm sorry, but we gotta cancel the podcast tonight. I gotta go do something. <laughs> Um, so next week when we record, I'll have something really good, but I'll probably have to post it before then. Cause I'm very excited about it. Uh, nice. Ryan, any pickups in the last couple of weeks? Once again, I saw you scanning the stacks there to the right hand side. Anything, yeah. 
um, I've got a few things. So um, in true dad fashion, I've got uh, two pairs of shoes for my kids. Nice. They are still riding the ultra ultra boost wave. High Don't beast. care what's cool or nice, I, nice. So <laughs> they both got the 2.0 triple whites, and Ooh. then which, Jeez. by the way, really bad decision is I was like, hey, pick something on Goat or StockX, and I'll just get it, you know. But here's like your price limit. So they found one pair that was like 140. So I'm like, awesome, cop. The next pair I couldn't get under 260. Like I waited two weeks. Oh. So oh, I bought my 12-year-old a $260 pair of, of white I'm shoes. So <laughs> yeah, I'm and I'm like, gonna, wasn't going to be the awful dad that like was not going to do for one like I did for the other. So that <laughs> one. Um, and then I got the Brain Dead uh, Reebok Classic Leather that came out last week. Ooh, um, nice, bro. Yeah, I got nice. those. The um the I don't know if you guys saw End did a collab with Clark's on Wallabies and there's like yes. a, a salmon pair yeah. and they had the tassels on them I got those yeah. also oh, really nice bro nice man's so gonna, that is that's my pickups this last week or so man's gonna be fitted with those Clark's I like it Clark's Wallabies yo. you're gonna look so good walking from the bedroom to the kitchen in those man it's gonna be insane. <laughs> <laughs> You are going to shit on those horse lamps like crazy. Like, they're going to be like, whoa. (laughs) They're going to be like, whoa, Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next up, thumbs up, thumbs down. In this part of the show, we give our opinion on various sneaker-related topics with zero context or discussion allowed. All we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down. So this week... Inspired by absolutely nothing in particular. My thumbs up, thumbs down topic for you is gel light threes because of the split tongue mostly is why it's here. Um, for me, it's a thumbs down. That's it. Joel. Thumbs up. Ooh. Alvin. <laughs> down. I love... I know I did a good job if I can see pain on people's face. Like, I saw pain on Ryan's face. saw pain on Alvin's face. Joel answered really confidently, so it's whatever. Um, Ryan, what about you? So No, not allowed to explain. Alvin. No explanation. Oh. No explanation. You have to come back. You have to come back. You have to come back and explain thumbs later. Okay, thumbs up. Thumbs up, okay. Yeah. That's the wrong answer, my friend. Next up, NSR, not <laughs> sneaker-related. We talk about sneakers a lot, so in this weekly segment, we're going to take 30 seconds-ish out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant from the world of sneakers. Um, and it's kind of sneaker-related, so it's kind of a bad NSR. But uh, So I was thinking this today, and we kind of all justify our sneaker purchases really well, to ourselves and to others. Like, it was 50 bucks off. It is a good deal at 550. Like whatever. Those kinds of things. Like <laughs> you're willing you're willing to spend good money on sneakers most of the time. What uh aside from sneakers, what are some or what's one other thing that you're always able to justify spending good money on? And what's something you hate spending money on? Right. So, Joel, you can go first. Okay. So, for me, um Things I would I would wouldn't mind uh, spending on would probably be like 
like anything supreme, like supreme hats or or whatnot. Like I would drop, you know, you know, under two hundred bucks <laughs> or whatever for a hat. That's a good answer. <laughs> you know, um, and things that that would like creak me to like, you know, you know, things that would like make make me pinch my pennies would probably be like. Um, Maybe like socks or something. Oh, really? Like, man, why is this? Why is this pack of socks like eighteen bucks? Like, you know? <laughs> or I'll wait till I'll wait till I get that forty percent code, like you know, and I'll and I'll drop like you know three packs of socks or something for eighteen bucks. For yeah, three man. packs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alvin, what about you? What's one thing you're always willing to spend good money on, and one thing you hate spending money on? Yo, I I I don't mind spending money on good food. Mm. Facts, bro. Food is man, like you, you, you guys know me. I'm a big boned individual, man. I'm never gonna change. I love my food way too much. Um, but one thing that I like, I'm, I'm with Joel though, man. Like, I, I love good quality socks, but I'm not, mm. I'm not willing to spend good quality money on good quality socks. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna wait till they're like a, they're like a full season older and they're like 50% off and then I'll cop them or something for like real. that. Or I'll yeah. go to like Winners and get like the six pack for 10 bucks instead of going to Foot Locker and buying a six pack for like 30. Mm. So, you know, I love my socks and, you know, I love my crew socks and they're, they have to be comfy. They have to last long and they have not to have holes in them, but I'm not willing to spend that much on socks for sure. I feel like I can I can yeah. feel from here Ryan slowly backing out of the conversation as you guys <laughs> talk about socks and he's probably sitting there Yo, and like Ryan his, has some crazy his socks his undercover though, socks or something. <laughs> um, for me, while you think about it, Ryan, t- give it a second to say because your answer obviously is going to be socks for what you're willing to spend good money on. Um, yeah. <laughs> for me, what I'm willing to spend good money on, you guys actually mentioned it before, underwear. Like something that I will literally like splurge on. Like I don't care what it costs. Splurge, no pun intended. I will like no matter what, we'll spend the money on it. Um, it's just like I mean, you wear it every day. Like I'm surprised you guys feel that way about socks because I don't know if I would. I hate spending money on it, but it's not something that it would be at the bottom of my list for sure because you wear them every day. Um, something that I hate spending money on, like with a passion, and then maybe it's just weird and I'm a little bit crazy, but it's water. I hate if I'm out. If I'm out and I'm thirsty, I will never in my life buy a bottle of water. I hate. I can get it for free anywhere. Why am I paying two dollars and sixty nine cents for this liter and a half of water when at home it comes out of the tap? I got it filtered here. I got water fountains all over the mall. I hate spending money on. Water, bottled water Yo, specifically. You're still, probably. you're still trying to use a water fountain with COVID, though. Not right now. I don't. I don't need to go to the mall. I haven't spent money on water in years now. So. <laughs> <laughs> bottled water, hate it. If I'm parched, I'm crawling across the floor in the mall on my way home. I'm like, I will wait. I'm not giving fucking Dasani a penny of my money. Fuck you, Dasani. Um, <laughs> Dasani. <laughs> fucking Aquafina, get out of here. Uh, all right, Ryan, what about you? And, um, Lawrence, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. I, I just asked my kids to get off the internet because uh, it seemed like it was a little slow. In my no, head. yeah, you're good. So, um, so um, on spend money, I would say kind of overall clothes. So, um, Part of it, like with my job, um, especially now that everything's on Zoom, 
like the impression I make. So I interact with businesses that we're selling our technology to. So I, I want to make an impression. Um, and so I, I tend to try to do that through that. So clothes, I, I tend to not be that um, finicky in terms of pricing, whether it's socks, pants, shirts, and any of that. Um, where I'm cheap is cars. Oh. So I'm 42. I've had two cars in my life that I bought wow. um, uh, since since I was in college. In my current car, I just fixed the mirror, but somebody knocked it off, like the rearview mirror, like maybe <laughs> five years ago, and I didn't even fix it for five years. It just dangled for five years. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of like a bad courage for me to have, like, I've got a Suburban, and it's just trashed, and that's, like, kind of my, I don't need to impress you. Uh, I, that's what I tell myself, it says. So, uh, yeah, I don't spend any money on cars. Not a car guy. As Joel yeah. talks about picking up his 2019 Acura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 2010 Suburban. Uh, <laughs> with a brand new mirror, mind you. So, I mean... <laughs> You've got a 2020 <laughs> mirror on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, errors, edits, and e-messages. E-E-E. We're pretty smart guys, but from time to time we make mistakes. So if you catch us slipping, hit us in the DM and we'll let the world know that we goofed. And apparently there was actual mistakes last week. We don't make them often. Usually they're just kind-hearted messages from good, wholesome listeners. But this week we had people coming for our throats. First up... Oh. From On Air with Mike D from the Sneaker Podcast, he sent in an EEE and said, in the response to me saying, I could feel Ash Bash Sneakers' muscles all the way across the Pacific Ocean, he said, if El Doggy was to feel Ash's muscles, it would be across the Atlantic Ocean, not the <laughs> Pacific Ocean. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Looney Tooney Double Double. And... <laughs> And to that, Mr. Mike D, I say you're quite underselling Ash Bash's muscle size. They actually oh. stretched across the rest of Europe, across Russia, across the Pacific <laughs> Ocean, across the rest of Canada, all the way into my little home in Brampton, Ontario. <laughs> so to you, Mike D, I tell you the world is round and there are two ways to get to England. Um, <laughs> speaking of England, the the same individual who sent in today's fire round question, Mr. Mark Vinsa, uh, says he's a relatively Mark. new listener, but he says, keep up the good work. Looking forward to more awesome content and great laughs. And because we gave him some good laughs with some Canadian content last week, he's giving us some British laughs with some weird shit they do in Britain. So he says a five pound note <laughs> can be referred to as a bluey. Guess why? Blue. Guess what? Anyone why? Because it's blue. It's blue. Yep. So <laughs> a bluey. That is bluey. just like ground groundbreaking out of there. And then he also gave us the phrase "Chavi took toes." Does anyone have any idea what that means? No. <laughs> your to your toes are like chafed or what? <laughs> If any country in the world has a specific <laughs> saying for chafing toes, <laughs> they need some baby powder. <laughs> um, it means someone ran away. Oh, Chav true. Chavi took toes. Because they somebody... didn't have a bluey in it. <laughs> they didn't yeah. have a bluey. Couldn't afford it. Didn't have a bluey. 
Uh, thank you, Mark <laughs> Vincent. Double double. <laughs> double double. <laughs> uh, really quickly, Ryan, do you know what a double double is? No. No idea. Um, I, I was thinking it was an In and Out burger. Oh yeah, that oh, makes sense. Okay. That would make sense for sure. Well, unfortunately, Canada but, uh, is not even close to not. California. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's what Canadians call a coffee with two cream and two sugar. Uh, double, okay. double. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I did not know that. You're also not a Canadian, so. <laughs> That's probably more of the reason why you didn't know. Um, Next up, from our another good friend of the show, Kieran Knightley. We had a lot of British oh, entries this week. Uh, he says, Ashbash said Tasmania as a country that starts with the letter T, but that's actually a state in Australia, not a country. Oh. oh. Nice try there, oh, Ashbash. Yeah. I know Kieran, I believe he used to live in Australia, so we probably deeply offended him with that one, and I want to apologize from all four of us. All five of us, including Ash Bash and, and Ryan, they can be in on that. Um, and finally, so this one's long. Everyone strap in. It's from previous guest from a couple weeks ago, Mike Takorda. And he has th- okay. three separate EEEs he wants to let us know about. So oh, if, you, if you'll remember when he was on, when he was on, we, uh, we said the wrong episode number, which is probably the worst EEE yeah. we can really have. He says, I heard, I heard about the flack you took for whether it was the correct episode number and went back to the recording. So he did his research here. He's pulling out receipts. And he says, on, <laughs> on what appears as recording 121 on everyone's app, it was our Black Lives Matter solidarity episode where we said, where we said this is not an episode. But because it's on the app, it has to have an episode. We can't just tell iTunes this is not an episode. So it did say that. So that's where the confusion was. So he says... In my opinion, this was not a podcast episode, as you did not have your regular segments or have a guest, but a released statement. So technically saying it was episode 121 was indeed correct. Maybe your lawyer listener in the UK can decide this matter once and for all. Um, So please, if you're listening to this highbrow sneakers, let us know. Number two, because like I said, there's three. 21 guestions. Question number 18, specifically. <laughs> he says, elephant print versus cement print, question mark. Can you clarify which shoes have the cement print? There's actually, is there actually a cement print? My understanding from one of Sean Collard's explanations is that cement on the Jordan 3s is the colorway on the outsole, but the print that covers the toe and heel is the elephant print. Just want to keep learning. Thanks. So Sean Collard, when he answered, when I asked Sean Collard that question, he said it on our podcast. He said, cement is not a print. And I, we got into a big fight. There was blows thrown. It was crazy. Um, to me, on Jordan 4, white cement, the gray with the black and white speckling is cement print. I know that on a Jordan 3, like we'll say black cement, cement describes the gray elephant print. But there can be cement print. That's my understanding. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that statement or not. Sean Collard says that I'm wrong, so I mean, my opinion. I'm with Sean. You're with Sean? Yeah. It's not a print? It's Cement is the color, and it has speckles on the c- cement. Um, now, I used to agree with you until I heard Sean Collard give that explanation before. <laughs> I'm showing deference to Sean in my in my conclusion, but I, I I once I heard his explanation, that makes 
the most sense. But can you not have like it can be a printed print, literally like galaxy print is a print. It's a design similar to mm-hmm. cement print. Like you can have that same on the Jordan four outsole on something else right. and you'll call it cement. Like, isn't there a white cement Jordan six or a Jordan or no, Jordan five? There's a white cement Jordan five and it has, it's relatively recent. It has the same speckling on the outsole as the Jordan four. It's the same color inspiration and it's got that quote unquote print. I, I call it yeah, a print because that's what it, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's a dis- way to describe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fair to say, though, that, that um, it looks like a speckle and it really doesn't look like cement at all, Lawrence? So perhaps your thought process around what cement looks like is kind of off? <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's the thing. I'm speaking, from a, I'm speaking from a Canadian perspective on cement. Maybe, maybe what you're thinking of is asphalt. Which is slightly different, and <laughs> typical polished cement does have a, a distinctive look to. Okay, we're talking about cement print too much here. <laughs> and I, I don't want to bring up that in reality, elephant print looks more like cement than what you're calling cement print. So we can just split it. <laughs> that's that's honestly probably the best point that's been made thus far. <laughs> you're you're not wrong about that. <laughs> Uh, and that was very long, but EE number three, his last one, and this one was the worst one. I, I called him by the wrong Instagram name for the majority of the episode. So, first of all, I never got a chance to apologize, but I want to apologize for that. He says, last but not least, my IG name, which was inspired by Alvin, by the way, is jump in with both feet. He says, I shouted out a homeschooling mother of four when you said, jump in with two feet. Not both feet, two feet. So he says, hope she got some more followers out of it. (laughs) But if you want her on the pod, you can find her at (laughs) www.jumpinwithtwofeet.com, which is a real website. The thing is, I realized afterwards when I looked it up and in the actual podcast name, it's the right name. Just for the entire length of the podcast, I used the wrong one. But that week was just, it was bad. There was like a tornado outside and I was distracted. It was really <laughs> quite a spectacle. Anyways, the moment, that's all. Thank you, Mike, for the three-part EEE, probably the longest we've ever had. You hold the record. Ooh. Here's your gold star. Next up, <laughs> the part of the show that every single person has been waiting for, mostly Ryan Swanger. It's time for 21 questions. And Ryan, how this works is you have 21 seconds to answer 21 questions. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's like your own mini personal fire round. There are uh, questions about you to get to know you a little bit better. Just the first answer that comes to your head. As we say, there are no right answers, but there are also no wrong answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question number one, red or blue? Blue. Question number two, air or boost? Air. Question number three, pineapple on pizza? Never. Ooh. <laughs> well, 21 questions is over. Did you say trash? <laughs> I'll have you know, and I'll say this every week, Hawaiian pizza was invented by a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I jalapenos on my pizza, dude. That's it. Jalapenos only? Yeah. yeah. You have That's what I bread, cheese, and jalapenos. Yes, sir. All right, Texas. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> 
and barbecue sauce, right? And and pulled pork and <laughs> question number four: crew socks or no shows? Crew socks. Question number five: favorite New Balance model. Nine nine two. Yeah, I think you did mention that actually. Number six: mm-hmm. what is thirty degrees Celsius converted into Fahrenheit? Uh, I'm going to guess like 90 degrees. I have no idea. I've never used Celsius in my life. Close. 86. And that's a shame you've never used Celsius because it actually makes sense. Um, num- Why are you <laughs> me off in our four degrees? I said 90 minus four degrees. Keep going. <laughs> four degrees there is literally nothing. And four degrees here is the difference between like ice storm and going on vacation. Like it's, it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number seven favorite sneaker you've purchased in the last year um in the last year oh i'm sorry to be so boring but i think i'm gonna stick with the gray 992s that's perfectly I, I, that's, fine that's, yeah honestly when you started with boring i thought you were gonna say solomon so i'm glad that it was at least <laughs> a, a brand that we recognize Oh, that wasn't this year. <laughs> Number eight. What influenced your current style or who? Um, hmm. I try to have personal style to the extent that I can. Um, I would say um, there's one particular group. Can I say a group influence? Yeah, please? sure. Yeah. yeah. So there's a fashion pod that I also listen to um, called Throwing Fits. And they, a lot of the guys that listen to that post fits on Fridays and stuff like that. And so I'd say if I'm inspired by anything, it's seeing, you know, some of the personal styles. Cause a lot of that group is all about having a rather unique personal style. Um, and so I, I'd say like that group influences me probably more than anything else. That's a like, really good podcast name. Holy shit. Throwing, yeah. Throwing fits is great. That's really well throwing done. Um, number nine, spell color. C-O-L-O-R, that not is, O-U. That is incorrect, my friend. <laughs> the, qu- the queen would beg to differ, my friend. <laughs> I, thought, I, I, don't, I didn't think you said spell Kalur. Kalur. Oh, man. Spell neighbor. 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 Favorite. Favorite. <laughs> Sorry, we have a little when bit I more do, culture. <laughs> we're going to recap the audience right now, but I will say whenever um, I, as you know, Lawrence, I've been selling to a, a company up in Toronto, and I have to convert all my PowerPoints to that language uh, whenever I go up there, and it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> but oh, when you know yeah. you're like, oh, this dumb American guy thinks he's going to sell us technology, and so <laughs> I got to <laughs> go through and fix it all. The fact that you just said convert it to your language <laughs> is the most American thing I may have ever heard in my entire 100% life. <laughs> to be clear, I'm aware of the irony in me saying that. It was I, I am aware, but at the same time, still un, like, unimpressed. <laughs> number 10 most expensive shoe you've ever purchased you don't have to say the purchase price just the actual shoe um the most expensive 
uh, actually, it would be the, was it 1953 Gucci loafers? I think are the most expensive. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I have Alexander McQueen velvet slippers, by far the most expensive shoe I've bought. Like slippers as in like walking to the kitchen slippers or like slides? No, like slippers. Okay, got it. Like to wear with a suit, that kind of thing. They've got like the skull Mm. and crossbones on them. And um, when Lee, uh, the the designer that founded Alexander McQueen, uh, when he died, I bought those. It was my favorite designer. And I bought those. I, I don't know, like in, a, in an emo move, and uh, that was definitely the most I've ever spent on shoes at all. In an emo move, I spent several thousand dollars on slippers. <laughs> my, my emo moves are eating a whole bag of chips. And you, <laughs> question number twelve, or sorry, question number eleven. What is the square root of eighty-one? Nine. That is correct. Wow. Number twelve. In America, milk comes in cartons. What does it come in in Canada? Um, boxes? Bags. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. What do you mean a bag? It's like a, it's a bag. It's a bag and you put it in a holder and you snip off the top corner there and you just pour it out. Liter, I had no idea. A liter of milk. Yep, and it comes in packs of three. You buy a big bag of bags of milk. I <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll send you a picture. No I'll send you a picture after of my bag of milk, just for you to look at after this. Um, question number thirteen: Original boxes or drop fronts? Um, I use drop fronts. Um, I can I add can I add a third option? Sure. Um, I want to move to shelves. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I'm like, I've broken so many drop front doors. Um, and I wear like between a 12 and a 13. And if they have a big midsole, they don't fit in the drop fronts. Mm. Um, so like the 997S from New Balance doesn't fit. Yeah, it's um, a big, big Yeah. Midsole. So, um, but yeah, I want to put in like shelving. And I, ha- I keep my shoes in my home office. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to do more of a shelving thing at some point. Like the loose no, shoes no. just sitting on the shelves? Um, no, like I want to do it where there's like, um, you got, uh, I guess it'd really be more like drawers. So like you have a, a drawer for each with glass so you oh, can see okay. the shoes pull out the drawer mm. and then do like all the walls, like build them into the walls. So it's flat, like it's wall, but it's sneakers for your wall. Oh, instead of the- yeah. wow. That's crazy. The fact that that's, and, and that's the real fire out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need Ryan to record that, bro. For real. <laughs> that was at least a four out of ten. That was good. I'm so nervous to do it. That was perfect, bro. Don't he's listen been, to Lauren. He's been thinking yeah. about it for 45 minutes. Like, yeah. When am I going to be able to slip this in? <laughs> <laughs> Question number 14. What are three sneaker heading essentials? You can take that question however you want. Hmm. All right. Three sneaker heading essential. All right. I'd say number one essential is um, buy stuff that you want to wear. Mm. Um, I think second is um, 
is set a price before the shoe releases of what you will pay for the shoe. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That is serving so well. And the third one I'd say is um, if you're, I'm going to add a caveat to this one, but if you really want to collect, think about um, what's the right strategy for you financially for that. And this is a little bit different. So like for me, I reached a point where I'm like, I don't want to spend more of my budget on shoes. So I always sell to buy at this point. Um, I don't ever use money for shoes for the last couple of years, three years. Um, and so like, but I think you got to figure out what makes you feel good about it. But now every time I get a shoe, I don't ever think about did I spend like, you know, am I spending too much on shoes? Cause it's like, it's a sunk cost from years ago that, you know, yeah. at this point or less. So I, I think if you find those things and you can really like sink your teeth into it, not, not have this kind of push pull of like, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. We're, we're going to expand on that a little later because I did want to get into that whole way that you go about oh, buying cool. sneakers. Yeah. I remember you telling me yeah. that when we went for, for dinner a couple of years ago. So yeah. I, I did want to talk about yeah. that a little bit more in a bit. Um, cool. Number 15. What is the capital city of Canada? Oh, no. I thought it was <laughs> Toronto. And I know I'm wrong now. Aren't I? Is it Ottawa? It is oh. Ottawa. Wow, well done. Very well done. That that was a close one. I thought you were going to say some random place. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Number 16. I know for sure oh. it's not Calgary, Calvi. It's, it's, it's not, not Calgary. It's not Calgary. <laughs> Calby is the capital of Calgary, though. That's an interesting fact. <laughs> nice. Number 16, Dunks or Air Forces? Air Forces. Number 17, Apple or Android? Apple. Number 18, Apples or Bananas? Bananas. Number 19, Apples or- <laughs> what is the most valuable company in the world? Um, Amazon. It is Saudi, Apple? Saudi Aramco. They're worth. Uh, that was a stupid question, Lawrence. One point six eight five. It was to make you guess Apple, and you did it. So you're the stupid one. <laughs> actually, uh, you actually totally uh, went on that response. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> number twenty. What is your number one Grail? Marsyard. Well, two point oh Marsyards. Two point oh Marsyard. Okay. Two You guys said it can't be a Grail if you already have it, right? Oh, it can be. I think Check. it can be. Oh, can be. Yeah, it can be. Okay, yeah. I mean, because there's literally right now nothing that I like desire to get that I don't have, so I'm going to stick with Marjorie 2.0. Must be, mm. must be a nice feeling. Number 21, <laughs> would you rather receive your number one grail, but I guess you already have it, or three other pairs from your top 10? So if you had to choose. Um, I would go with three other pairs from my top 10 because for me, um, the sneakers, I do fit then sneakers, not sneakers and fit. Mm. And so if I have three that I really like, then there's more fits I can wear with those three. That's true. A, a really good way to look at it. Yep. All right, Ryan. The more you know. <laughs> so it's story time now. We call this segment your soulography. This is where we get to know kind of what makes you tick in the sneaker world, um, your history in, in sneakers in general. And it's going to start off with what got you into sneakers in the first place. Uh, yeah. So um, originally it was track. Um, so I still to this day run, I've kind of run more or less, um, since junior high and, um, my junior high track shoes were gel light threes 
And um, right around then, I had Air Max ones. Um, and in high school, um, somehow I ran an Air Max 95s, which I don't oh, wow. understand. Wow, high <laughs> beast. Um, but uh, yeah, wow. so so I really, I um, really, I was in in sneakers for running for the first 15 years. I was in it for running, not for like lifestyle. So it started with you being athletic, and now you're still athletic but it has nothing to do with sneakers Interesting. ridiculously so yeah <laughs> ridiculously yeah. so <laughs> well you're you're training a couple of future nba ball players so it's got to come from somewhere right yeah. yeah totally uh so what's your your kind of timeline like so you started with the the track runners and you said it, it took a while to actually get yeah. into uh lifestyle stuff but what was kind of the the transition like and where did it kind of go i know that even just from knowing you for a couple of years now, I've seen your style change like the weather. It yeah. seems like it's seasonal. So where does it kind of go? Yeah. I know that there's obviously micro changes, but what's the macro looking like? Yeah. So um, for me, my style relates to my career. You know, I kind of alluded to that a little bit earlier. Um, cool. So, you know, my career enables me uh, and a, a lot of you that, li- that listen, that I've interacted with know, like I'm kind of dad's a big thing for me. I didn't grow up having my dad at home. And so that's like a huge thing for me to be a big part of my kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And um, and so um, down from that is job. And then way down from that is kind of everything else. And so, because the job enables me to give them opportunities and stuff. And so I kind of evolved um, in the tech world. It's not exactly known for fashion and style, right? Uh, if you think of the Mark Zuckerberg Caesar cut and the mm-hmm. like. Uh, like, uh, you know, it's kind of stylish for like Jack Dorsey at Twitter, like where's all the Rick Owen stuff, but he looks like a, a little off for <laughs> Rick Owen stuff. Um, but so I've always used fashion to create an identity for my company's business in the tech space. And so like when I go speak at conferences or go meet with clients, I want them to remember me as not being the guy that's in like Navy blazer wide as F uh, khakis in like basic shoes. Um, and so um, whatever like the trends are at the time, I try to pivot away from that so that I can kind of stand out. Mm. As, as it goes back to sneakers, like I was wearing in the like, let's call it like 2005 to 2014 range. I really kind of moved um, where outside of running, I was mainly wearing hard bottom shoes and like the whole, um, you know, suits and ties and Mad Men and all that kind of stuff. I was I was more going kind of down that path, and then I'd say around roughly like 2014 is that like I remember exactly what happened is there was a Banana Republic times Mad Men collaboration, and I was like I'm out a hundred percent now. Like that's um, <laughs> way too um, Gen Pop in terms of that look, and so that's when I really shifted into streetwear as what I wear at work. So I had a time period where I was going to like business meetings in like t-shirts, jeans, and sneakers. And people were like, what the hell are you doing? And everybody else is in a suit and tie. Um, but it made an impression and, and um, I, you know, I felt like it, it was good. I'd say in the last couple of years, as I felt like that got to be more commonplace, then I've kind of shifted to more cut and sew clothing um, still wearing a lot of sneakers, but some some like loafers and Clarks, like I was mentioning. Mm. Um, it really just those types of shoes mainly, not like lace up dress shoes and stuff. But I've, I've brought some of that back in to to my wardrobe. 
Is that did that answer your question, or did I get on a tangent? No, yeah, definitely. No, I, no, no. I mean, okay, you've, yeah. you've told me that before, and one thing that really stood out. I think it might have also been the first time I met you. I was like, this guy's a fucking freak. He was like, you said that the whole, <laughs> the whole T-shirt to the business meeting thing, just to like freak them yeah. out. Um, but you also said like, bro, I'll show up to a a multi million dollar business meeting in a hoodie, and I'll still kill that shit. Mm. And that's like. <laughs> I think that was like verbatim. And I was like, that's, yeah. I mean, that's how to live your life, bro. Like, that's literally how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in my space, if you look like you're not the typical business guy, then you got to really know your shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been with this business for 20 years. So I, I know what we do pretty well. And so I'm like, hey, I, challenge us. Let us show you what we can do. And yeah, wearing a hoodie, uh, you're e- you're either the weirdo Caesar cut Zuckerberg or you're impressive. So I try to err on the side of it. As long as you're not also showing up in like thong sandals, I think you can still probably win them over. <laughs> yeah, that might that. be the deal breaker if you had the yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel like I know what the answer is going to be. But what's kind of keeping you into sneakers now that it's uh, evolving? It's getting more mainstream. As you mentioned, the whole Gen Pop thing, like sneakers is like the epitome yeah. of Gen Pop right now. What's keeping you in it still now to this day? So um, like I- I've noticed my my current appreciation is different than it was a year or two ago, especially two or three years ago, I'd say. Um, but for me, like I like to to wear something that I think is really cool, especially if it's not popular, which I guess goes with what I said earlier. If it's something that's not the cool thing to wear, I definitely feel good about that. The most um, type of shoes I've bought in the last year are 100% gray New Balance. I was just looking to see, I have almost 36 pairs of different gray New Balance. Um, so- subtle, subtle flex. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, A little bit of flex there. But if you think about it, like no, but most people can't tell one from the other. Um, yeah. But I, I really appreciate that, and I really, uh, you know, like knowing the history of all the models and all that. So, like, if something's really popular for the most part, that's not going to catch my attention right now. The other thing for me is like the old Air Maxes that I have, which I know you guys appreciate. Like those to me are just always cool, and regardless of whether Air Maxes are in, so it, it's more to me like. Um, I feel a lot less pressure than I've ever felt around sneakers, if that makes sense. Like I no, feel basically sure. real peer pressure in 2020, which is a good, like that's where you want to be. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I was, I was going to mention just that, like I've seen your style switch a lot, even just like I said, since I've yeah. known you and you were sometimes in the hype shit, like a couple years yeah. ago, but it seems like now in the nicest way possible, you are shit that I have no idea what it is. And it's, it's cool. Like in a good way, <laughs> Like before yeah, yeah. you used to break out like an off-white Presto or a Mars Yard or yeah. something else that was newish um, yeah. from time to time. But yeah. I don't think I've seen you post a mainstream sneaker in a year. Yeah. No, it doesn't really fit with what, what appeals to me. Um, so, um, And it's a good place. And in general, other than what I mentioned with the 992s, it's a lot cheaper to be in that place, especially with the prices right now. I, I I'm not somebody that um you know really thinks that I want to spend that much on sneakers so it works worked for me. You of all people that I know, I feel like you have like the highest sneaker closet. Shout out to sneaker closet turnover um that I know of. Like uh-huh. I feel like you just like rotate through stuff. And I know you have a very yeah. healthy collection, but I also know that you rotate through a lot of stuff. Is that something that you do purposely? Like, is there a, a set limit? Like obviously you have your stuff in drop fronts. Is it literally just 
as many drop fronts as you have because a lot of people it seems like there's two sides to this now there's the collectors who have stacks and stacks and stacks and feel nostalgic and don't want to get rid of shit and there's the newer collectors who have a five pair rotation and they're getting through stuff you're kind of somewhere in the middle where you have a healthy collection but you're also steadily updating it and rotating through it is that by design um yeah in a way yeah so it's at least once a month I go through my whole collection and I'm like, am I where have I worn this in the last several months? And do I think I'll wear this in the next several months? And, um, well, my conclusion here, I'm trying to, to think ahead if this conclusion is like snobby or something, I hope not. Um, but, <laughs> um, my, my way of looking at it is if I'm not going to wear it anytime soon, a, I should sell it and get something I do want to wear. And then mm-hmm. like, in general, because I don't have anything that's so rare that I could never find it again. So I'm like, if I decide I want it later, I'll just go back and buy it. That's the part I didn't want to come off as like arrogant about that. <laughs> um, but like, I don't have a ton of shoes that are super expensive. So I'm like, I could, I could find it. And if I was dying for it, I'll sell five pairs and, and get it with that money. So I don't, I don't ever feel pressure around selling a pair. And generally, for me, um, I enjoy a new shoe more than I enjoy, enjoy a shoe I've had a long time. Generally speaking, it, there are exceptions. And so like going through, um, cycling through that to me just feels better. It feels less, you know, less of a um, expenditure of my money on that versus other stuff I want to spend it on. No, absolutely. Mm. And and yeah, like you, like I said, you're one of the, the few people that I can think of that actually lives by that. And it's, a, it's an interesting way to think about it because then you know you really liked it if you sold it yeah. and then wanted it so much to go back and buy it again. So it's definitely like, I'm a totally. big, I'm a big fan of that. So last week, before you go on, that it was just occurring to me is, um, you know, I don't think that there's a single pair that I wouldn't sell if somebody else wanted it. Wow. Um, and that, yeah, that, that kind of occurred to me. I'm like, that's kind of a, uh, different than maybe, you know, how some people think about them, but, um, in a way, if you think about the community and like a lot of people that I consider friends, cause I don't, I'm not like super social, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of them I've met through sneakers. And so, um, to me, the idea of like selling to somebody else, that's like, that's the shoe I always wanted is way cooler than me keeping something I wear once a year. So oh, true guys, Alvin, Joel, I fucking love the guests we get on here. Like they have the best fucking mindset. Yeah. This is beautiful. That's the nicest thing I've probably ever heard. I, you, your your girlfriend's yeah. Canadian uh, past must be rubbing off on you because that's really nice. Um, <laughs> so so last week with Ash Bash, we played a game that we've been playing uh, for the last couple of quarantine weeks called Can You Name Five? And essentially how the game works is you have 20 seconds to name five things under the topic given, but we're going to do it specifically related to Canada, mostly just so we can laugh at you. So... I'm going to give you a topic and then you have five or you have to name five things that will fall into that topic in 20 seconds. You understand the rules? They're pretty basic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go ahead. So the first thing, and they're similar to last week, but harder because I know you're a really smart guy. The first one, can you name five Canadian provinces that border the USA? <laughs> uh, um, Quebec? Yes. Um, is Alberta a province? Yeah, that's one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, um, I believe there's only two provinces in Canada, Lauren. <laughs> 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 Final answer. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Contrary to popular belief, it was not a trick question. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, we live in Ontario, so that's an that's, right. that's an answer. <laughs> um, okay. You could have said British Columbia, beautiful British Columbia. Uh, yeah, I, I knew that one, but didn't think it touched America. So that it, that was just a well, it touches America on both sides, actually, because you guys have that little sliver of Alaska hiding up there. Um, ah, you could have also ooh. said hard to pronounce and spell Saskatchewan. Okay, yep. that's a real place. I know you you were looking around like is waiting for us to laugh, like it wasn't a real place. <laughs> <laughs> no, now that you say it, I, I recall that. Recall <laughs> Manitoba, yeah. So there, there are several more than the ones you name, but two out of five is half decent. Well, I'm sure we'll, we can only go up from here. So the second one, can you name five Canadian music artists or rappers? 20 seconds. Okay. Uh, Drake, Justin Bieber, Snow. Oh, Snow. Is Michelle Branch from Canada? I don't know. I'm gonna have to fact check Drake it. Drake and Melly on that one. Okay, she seems Canadian, and <laughs> she another... seems Canadian. <laughs> she seems Canadian. Positive and uplifting. Um, uh, another Canadian. Um, She's not Canadian, by the uh, way. Um, so, um, I'm gonna say Tiny Tempa and and leave because I don't Tiny know. Tiny Tempa. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't say Celine, Celine Dion, which is a travesty. Oh. Um, Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Um, I mean, the list goes on, really. The Weeknd. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry. I said it could only go up from the first one, but I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> All right, we got we, we got one more for you. They're getting progressively okay. easier, I think. So you have a chance to redeem okay. yourself here. I know, as you mentioned, you're one of the most athletic people on the planet. So this one should be right. this one should be easy. You have 20 okay. seconds. Can you name five Canadian sports teams? Go. Oh, uh, Maple Leafs, um, Blue Jays, um, Calgary Flames. Um, Vancouver Canucks, Ottawa Senators. There we go. Nice. Nice. I like. Was, nice. was that the Luca fan in you not wanting to name the Toronto Raptors? Was that on purpose or? What, what, what sport they, Lord? Sorry. What sport are they in? They're in. <laughs> oh my goodness! I almost answered it honestly. <laughs> I, I remember last year having a lengthy debate with you about yeah. the championship and how the Warriors are trash, and you said you said there's an asterisk, and I said, well, then you guys have a fucking line of asterisks, and then then you didn't talk to me for yeah. six months, and it was a big thing. <laughs> I still have my Casey McGrady uh, Raptors jersey though that I got when yes. the Raptors. That was I remember that we made the bet, yes, and you had to buy a yeah. Raptor jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, Got it. That's right. Yeah, that oh yeah, that was last year when you watched the first yeah. game of the Eastern Conference uh finals with us against the Bucks. 
and yes. we and we were up like 15 and all of a sudden they just started coming back and back and you were like oh shit like <laughs> I, I felt like i could feel ryan feeling our stress because we were with hardy girl and lays and uh it was it was a little bit stressful for especially for their first uh. time meeting ryan i'm sure that wasn't the impression they wanted to give off <laughs> All right, so you did all right, I guess. During can you name five? We'll keep really. you got one out of three, so that's not that good, but it's not that bad. <laughs> um, so among other things, you're a sneakerhead, model, rapper, cowboy. But among among all those things, first, you're a dad, yeah. as you mentioned before. Yeah. Um, how has being a father kind of changed your view on sneaker collecting or sneakers in general? So. It did, I didn't really have an impact when my kids were younger. So I have twin boys that are 12. They just turned 12 um, in June. Um, now that they like, there's so much stuff we can do together, it definitely impacts my point of view because there's so much stuff that we can do that I enjoy in like their moments that um, it, they're starting to like spend more time with their friends. I know the window of them wanting to do all this stuff with me is, is heading towards closing. Yeah. And so – you know, I, I'm much more focused right now on experiences and with the quarantine in particular, it's just like spending time together. Mm-hmm. So like my stock X time and all that stuff, you know, reading about new releases is pretty much all shifted uh, during quarantine to like us doing stuff together. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think right now in particular, it's made sneakers less relevant for me. Um, not irre- not irrelevant or anything like that. It's just, um, you know, kind, kind of prioritizing the things that, that have the biggest mm. impact on my happiness. Well, I mean, nice. that makes me want to thank you even more for being here because you took the uh, the hour and a bit to talk to us. You even made them t- turn off Fortnite because it was slowing down the internet, which is... No. Oh, no. <laughs> they texted me back and said, Dad, uh, we have hotspots on our cell phones, so we're going to run our Xboxes off our hotspot, so don't oh worry. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you asshole. <laughs> Before we panic, they, I'm pretty sure every carrier in the States has unlimited data, so it's its not a worry for them as much as it is for us with 10 gigs on our plans. <laughs> Um, oh wow! Yeah, and that's a big plan. Ten gigs is like, well, you have ten gigs, yes. So, but any, but anyways, I digress. Um, are they into sneakers at all? Like, and do you want them to be into sneakers at all? Like you mentioned, you just bought them Ultra Boosts, all white. Yeah. Um, is that something so, you want them to pursue? Their friends are all into that. I'm into sneakers, which makes them not want to have the coolest sneakers. Um, which I totally get. Um, so anytime I'm like, Hey guys, pick out anything you want on, on StockX. I, I want to get you something like as a special treat. And they're always like, no dad, I got to get GRs. I don't want to have anything. Where people, <laughs> um, and, cause I think their friends are always like, Oh, I bet you get the coolest sneakers or whatever. Mm. Um, one, one of the, uh, just side note, one of my best plugs is high school kids here sell me sneakers that they get, you know, like they're trying to become resellers and stuff. And so I'm like the dad on, on the, on the, the uh, <laughs> resale market for sneakers. And so like, I'm still their dad to them. I'm not cool, not cool sneaker guy. I'm dad. And so they tend to gravitate towards um, more of like the stuff you can get at a footlocker other than, like I said, they like ultra boost, um, like the older ultra boost, but They've been wearing those since they originally came out, so that's just kind of the thing that they like. Mm. We'll make sure yeah. to try and edit out the part where you said the a high school kid is my plug. We'll like we'll figure out a way 
Maybe we'll edit it. I don't want the FBI knocking at your door. Like, we'll just. So, anyways. We'll add something to that, though, that'll make it seem uh, more weird, actually. But um, I recently got a pair, and I mean, I, I, I mean this in the best way. Like, he wrote me a thank you note for buying sneakers from him. That's cute. So, that is my resale world, is where you get um, stationary thank you notes. <laughs> I'm like, what a polite young gentleman. Amazing, bro. He must have been from Canada. That doesn't sound like a Texas that, That's not a Texas thing. Um, so last week we spent a lot of time with Ash Bash because we were so curious talking about the, uh, the sneaker community in general in Europe, because to us, it's so foreign, literally and figuratively foreign and kind of the same thing with the States, like the States growing up in the sneaker community in Canada is always like this mythical creature. Like you always talk about it. Like, Oh, I think in the States they get this. Oh, in the States I heard they do this. Oh, they like this in the States. Oh, that style came from the States. Oh, in the States they were foams. Um, so like, whatever it is, a lot of the Canadian influence, whether we like it or not, comes from you guys. Um, yep. But, like, what's the community kind of like? You mentioned you're buying shoes from high school kids, so it must be semi-strong. But uh, overall, yeah. like, whether it be just Texas or locally even more down to, like, Dallas, or if you expand it more to, like, just the U.S., what's it kind of like for you down there in the sneaker community? Yeah, so it's definitely, in the U.S., I'd say there's kind of, um, I guess, three tiers. Um the, the first tier is like New York, LA, and kind of Chicago. Um, and they get all the, you know, tons of stuff that we don't get. Um, like when I've listened to the sneaker podcast, they'll talk about how you guys in Toronto get stuff, right? That they don't get in Montreal. Don't listen to that podcast. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, it's kind of the same thing here. Like if you're not in New York, LA, or Chicago, then there's a lot of stuff that doesn't, doesn't come out. Now, um, the next tier down would be, you know, like your San Francisco. Dallas is like, I think, the fifth or sixth largest city in the U.S., so pretty big. Miami, there's, there, I'd say there's like 10 or so cities there at that second tier. So, like, to give you an example, we have um, Sneaker Politics is here. We have a store called Center, which is Dallas-centric. And then we have a couple of resale shops. Um, nothing like what you guys have at OD and stuff like that, but a couple of, of resale shops here as well. So you can, you can get stuff. Um, now if you're outside of Nike and Adidas, then there is nothing that comes out here. So, um, uh, any of my new balance, ASICs, Solomon, um, none of of those I can buy here. I have to buy everything online for that. What I will say though, is like, especially since, um, sneaker politics has, has come in here, there's been a lot more community built around that store. I think they do a really great job of like um, for a lot of shoes that are coming out, they'll do like contests where you come in and, and play cornhole or oh, nice. um, beer pong, different stuff. And then if you win, then we'll take it kind of thing. Um, and just the guys have done a great job of like reaching out to the community. So it's not just like a retail store, like it's a community based retail store which to me is the future of the sneaker retail is like having those like relationships in the community. Um, the, the other thing I'd say is like um, even in a city like Dallas, I probably have met maybe 50 people roughly through sneakers that I, if I see them, I would always, you know, talk to them, pick up a conversation. So that, uh, and I'm pretty like, I'm not an overly social person. That's a lot. So I, I would say it's pretty healthy. Um, now you definitely have your um, people in your 30s and up 
and then people in the 20s that have different priorities around like what they're going after. But um, um, I'd say overall, like it, it's pretty cool to see how that's grown over the last five years. Five years ago, like we got Yeezys in, a, in Jordans and that was kind of the only things we got that was, you know, limited release kind of stuff. So it's evolved a lot. Well, so I did a little bit of research. Uh, the population of Canada, the entire country, is 37 yeah. million, million people. 37 million people. The population of Texas is 29 million people. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Texas. Wow. Texas, if you're listening, as much as it doesn't sound like it is smaller than the, the country of Canada. Um, but I feel like in Canada, I don't know if it's because it's such a young community or not, but we have a really tight-knit sneaker community. Like you can go Toronto even as a, a micro and it's still quite tight knit here. And then you can expand even further. And we've got like several friends in other provinces, like several thousand kilometers away, kilometers away that uh, we've never <laughs> even met, but we're still super close with and like still have that tight knit kind of feeling. And it seems really strong. Um, do you have that similar tight knit feeling in, in the US? Like you can go Dallas or you can go even further, but like, you can extend it through Canada, and I would say that most people would think that to, like Canada has a really tight-knit and small community. Does it feel that way in a country that has such a large population? Um, nationally, not at all. I wouldn't say nationally it does. There's just too many people. You know, To me, it's more city and regional-based for the most part. Now, like there are exceptions, so... As an example, like um, some of the different podcast shows um, I've I've met people on and I've gotten to know people on those shows, but I don't really know other than people I interact with on Instagram. And there's some of them that I've gotten to talk to quite a bit over time. But most of the people I actually like know and I've developed friendships with are, are here locally, I'd say. Okay. Um, now, although I will say I've seen other. So this is probably some of my introvert. I've noticed that at some of the sneaker cons in the U.S. that people from all different parts will get together and pre-plan stuff. So there probably is a little bit more of that. Um, but, you know, being a dad and, and like, um, with my job, my weekends are, like, really precious. So I don't go to a lot of sneaker con or sneaker types of events. So I personally haven't seen that. But I do think there's some of that. But probably not to the extent of you guys just because there's so many people. You can kind of build a whole friend set within your own city kind of thing, and it kind of stays at that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I just want to know because I think that Canadians have this perception of the American sneaker community just as a whole, um, whether it be positive or negative, just a certain way that we look at it. And I don't know if we think yeah. it's like we're it's a little bit of jealousy because we think you guys get everything. It's a little bit of looking to yeah. you guys for style influence because, I mean, we're still even though we're significantly larger in size, I still feel like Canada sees itself as a little brother to America. I want to know what's the perception of American sneakerheads uh, that have of Canadian sneakerheads, if there even is one like. I do feel yeah. like in the nicest way, Americans would be like, Canada, I don't even care. I don't know. Like, is there even a, are we worth a perception to you guys? Yeah. So I would describe two sides of it if I could. Yeah. So um, one side of it, I, I described from my personal experience, um, you know, I personally have a really strong affinity because um, think about the last question we just discussed. I would say, the most people I've gotten to know in like in a personal level outside of Dallas is Canada. 
So, and that, if you think about that, that's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, but, um, and so for me personally, you know, I, I love the Canadian sneaker community. I, I found you guys to be so embracing and much more like at a, um, a, a human level than a sneaker level. Mm. Most of the conversations I have with Canadians about, um, uh, within the space are more about us as people and less about the sneakers themselves, mm. which to me says a lot. Um, I would say overall, you probably would get a little bit more of American sentiment of like, uh, all right, they're like, um, they, they just go for hype stuff, whatever, like they don't have the nuances that we have here in America and all these micro trends and all that would probably yeah. be the general impression. Um, but that individuality that we um, are confident about sometimes doesn't help us with things like wearing masks and staying at home. <laughs> <laughs> Benefit. Um, but I think there's a lot of American pride. So I guess there's probably some element of that. But what I would say is I, I would have a hard time thinking that any um, Americans in the sneaker space that got to know Canadians wouldn't be like, oh, like that's the kind of people I really want to get to know through through the community. I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed, you know, my experience and getting to know you guys for sure. I'm so glad, albeit close to the end of the episode, we were able to throw in, please, America, wear a mask and stay the <laughs> fuck home. <laughs> like in the nicest, most polite For Canadian real. way possible. If Ryan Swanger being on this podcast has lured you in and we tricked you somehow, wear a fucking mask and stay home, A. Like that's all I got to say. Yeah. A. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Lawrence. <laughs> I'm sure that neither of us have anything positive to say about the subject, so we'll move on. Um, <laughs> Ryan, I appreciate you being here. We all appreciate you being here. As we mentioned, it was so long overdue, and I feel like we could keep going on for several more hours. Yeah. But you have uh, a couple of kids who are probably like whispering swear words at strangers, and they just want to belt them <laughs> at the top of their lungs. So we won't keep you for too much longer. But uh, we've been ending every show recently with a frontline worker shout out, just somebody who's been out there on the front lines, whether it be a healthcare worker or just somebody who's working at a grocery store, um, helping save the world and helping protect everybody. Um, so this week, we were sent in a message and Crystal D on Instagram nominated her husband, Alfred Dulart. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Alfred D uh, at Mr. Deadstock on Instagram. So mm. she nominated him. He's a, he's a nurse. She says he's a nice nurse, handsome, and he's my husband. And I mean, Aww. I don't know which of those is most important to her, but they all sound pretty important to me. So thank you, Mr. Deadstock. <laughs> Uh, there's not many more jobs right now, more dangerous, but also more rewarding than being a nurse. So we appreciate you and we thank you, Ryan. We appreciate you and we thank you as well. Hopefully the next time recording will be in person somewhere, whether it be tropical or whether it be snowing up in Toronto, but we hope to have you back super soon. Yeah. And uh, do you mind if I say one thing before we close out? Yeah, please. So I'm one of the, other guys in the sneaker community so hopefully there's some sort of like a perspective i get from that um and i was thinking about tonight like is there anything that i wanted to get across so there's one thing that's really important to me so i thought hey i'm on this podcast i'll share it the the most impactful thing i've experienced in life is getting to know all different types of people and there's so much like divisiveness going on right now and just 
for what it's worth, because I know a lot of people in sneakers are younger, et cetera, the more you meet people that are different than you and have different perspectives than you, the happier and more joyous and um, your life will be. And so um, that's my advice as the old guy, dad, you know, listening to this, like meet people that like don't make any sense to you or can't share any commonality. You're going to find things you never could uh, discover otherwise. And so take that away. And I hope that rewards people well. Yep. I mean, that's why you're on here because we don't understand you. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Ryan, we love you. Thank you so much for being here. We miss you. We hope to see you soon. Um, thank you to everyone who has supported and or been a part of the podcast. Wherever you're taking in the episode, please leave a comment, review, follow, and or subscribe. We've got a Facebook group used as a forum, sell stuff, and connect with you guys called CGS Talk. You can find it on facebook.com slash groups slash cgs.talk. We've also got a website we use for reviews, recap stories, and much, 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 much more called canadagotsold.ca. If you have any questions or suggestions for any of our segments like the Soul Poll, Sneaker Heading for Dummies, or the Fire Round, shoot us a DM or email us at CanadaGotSoul at gmail.com. Of course, do not forget to use hashtag CanadaGotSoul on Instagram for a feature. I've been Lawrence Hopkins. You can find me at LDoggyStyles on Instagram. Woof. I'm Joel Hernandez. You can find me at Joe Dooney, J-O underscore D, three O's, N-E-Y. My name is Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M-I-S-T-E-R-Q, and then Mark. Big man Ryan, where can they find you? Um, Ryan Swanger is my name, but uh, Ryan Swanger is my alias, and you can find me at Ryan, S-W-A-N-G-E-R. Not Swinger. Swanger. Make sure that everybody (laughs) notices the difference. Thank you for listening to us talk about sneakers for 126 episodes. And please remember to rock your kicks. This has been True to Size. We have been CGS and Ryan Swinger. And we are out. Peace. Peace. Ryan, that was really fun. Thank you. Oh, right. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you, brother. So much, man. Yeah. Yeah, I loved man. it as well. As well. <laughs> was that okay with what I said at the end, guys? No, I, absolutely. I did... Yeah. Oh, that was perfect, bro. That was awesome. And like, man. if you don't stand for something, like, you're not really a man. And, you know, yeah. I, that's something really important to me. So Super facts, that. bro. Yeah. Let, let me share that. No. Inclusivity is an important thing to me. <laughs> <laughs>